1: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Communicating in the workplace can be a challenge. At the Lear Academy, we train people in business to become brilliant communicators. Using actor training techniques, we empower teams and individuals to deliver their best results when they need it most. Overcome the fear of public speaking, deliver brilliant presentations, and reach your potential. With the Lear Academy at Trinity College Dublin. Book a course now at the work.ie
2: In the dream, you are falling. Lost in the listening distance. As dark locks in. <laughs>
0: Nightfall.
2: Good evening. Tonight, we'll be a little more literate than usual to give you the inside story of a manuscript they're just dying to get into print. The play from the pen of Mavermore is called The Book of Hell. I don't care if it's the deepest book since Kafka, Andy. It still won't sell. I had hoped for more important considerations than sales. There isn't a publisher in the country who'd touch it. But Gordon, the book industry's broke, for God's sake. We're putting chicory in the office coffee. Surely it would sell a few thousand. Violent cells, sex, weird religion. Put them together, and you clean up. Clean up? Odd expression for publishing garbage. Yeah. Find it all in the Bible. And Dante and Shakespeare, I know. So get your academic ass off that high horse. I'm talking about a highly relevant piece of work, Gordon. A penetrating look at Western society that warns us where we're headed. I I can tell you where you're headed. agrees with me that it's the most... You want to work here, you work to my rules, Professor. Or you go back to the cloister you came from. Sure, Gordon, sure. But you are losing one of the most... Remarkable manuscripts. Editors are for editing. Presidents are for calling the shots. Now, you and Linda better get that straight.
1: Andy? God, have I got something for us? Oh,
2: hi, Linda. Just let me get my caffeine chaser. Another clobbering by the boss.
1: I am flying. Listen... Last night... Let
2: me brace myself. All right, what happened?
1: I got a manuscript from A.J. Yanofsky. Want a coffee? Love some.
2: One copy, Black as Gordon's Soul.
1: Thanks. I read it last night. Andrew, you would not believe... I
2: didn't know Yanofsky was still alive.
1: Hibernating in Mexico. Ah.
2: Oh, in winter. Twelve years. Uh, there were rumors, right? Uh Uh-huh. He was on the lam from the drug squad? No, um, he was murdered. No, he murdered someone. Ah, he's a Nazi doctor, and he's the bastard son of Greta Garbo. Who
1: cares? He's a great writer. Linda.
2: A.J. Yanofsky was strictly a 60s phenomenon. Who needs that stuff now? All that uh, stream of subconsciousness crap.
1: That's my time you're knocking, Curly. I was there.
2: And if he has started writing again, why would he send the manuscript to you?
1: Because, uh, mine, I knew him. Yeah, like we met. Hung around in Haight-Ashbury.
2: Oh, cute little California flower children.
1: He told me once, Linda, I'm going to write the book of hell. I'll send it to you.
2: And 15 years later, he did. <laughs>
1: yeah, an incredible work as a sort of documentary editor. First person stuff.
2: You mean a rewrite of Dante's Inferno?
1: Dante had a theological wet dream, for God's oh. sake. Yanovsky oh. is, is hard edge, relentless. Yeah, great
2: stuff. Sex, violence, and weird religion I ought to make a mint. No, no. Oh, Gordon will love it.
1: I want to get Yanofsky on the phone right away.
2: Put them together and you clean up. Too bad about A.J. He used to be honest, at least.
1: Andrew, you're starting to bore me. Get useful. Here's the number. Put it through for me while I check the mail, huh?
2: Is this number his agent?
1: No, his home in Mexico. The manuscript didn't come from an agent. Use the phone in my office.
2: Oh, well. Little diversion helps put in the day. believe I'm doing this, I'll be promoted to Linda's assistant faster than I thought. Hello. Uh, may I speak to Mr. Yanofsky, please?
1: Tell him who wants to speak to him. He won't talk to just anybody. Oh,
2: thanks a lot. Uh, beg your pardon? Tell him Linda Ross. Uh, I see. No, there, there isn't. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Let
1: me talk. What the hell are you doing?
2: That was his wife.
1: Why'd you hang up?
2: A.J. Yanovsky died two years ago. See, si, señores. Yes, ladies. May I serve you?
1: I'll just have a black coffee, please.
2: Dos
0: cafés solo, por favor.
2: Dos cafés solo.
0: Very good, ladies.
2: The coffee is just...
0: I hope you are enjoying
1: Mexico, Miss Ross. I am, thank you. Mrs. Yanofsky, I'm a direct person. Good. So am I. Sorry if I seem to pry, but I must know. How did your husband die? He was eaten away,
0: Miss Ross, from the inside. When there was more outside than inside, he died in my arms, like kindling wood. And you told no one? The doctor, the undertaker. It was his wish. He wanted to keep the mystery... And I have kept it. You must have loved him very much. He needed me. Others may have needed him. I guess I was one of those once. It means nothing. Except for a man's vanity. But vanity, you know, means things that are in vain. At the end, He had only me.
1: Yes. I wanted to ask you... Did he leave any other papers? Any notes or sketches? That was all he
0: left. Pieces. He became unable to... He could not put anything together. The drugs, you know. Were they sketches for some particular work or... Oh, no. Whatever came into his head... May I see them later? There's nothing to see. All burnt. He told me burn them.
2: Those coffees are so long.
0: Oh. Uh, you like something to eat, señoras? ladies? Estoy al régimen, señor. Qué bonito, señora. Mm-hmm.
1: So there was no book. No book. But the typing. You said you recognized his
0: machine. Mm. All typewriters have scars on some of the letters. He's had a crooked O. Like fingerprints. The manuscript is from my husband's typewriter. Then we're getting warmer, surely. (laughs) But I sold it. I sell everything, so who knows what writer is using it now.
1: But the handwriting, the corrections, the signature on a letter, could those be faked?
0: What do you want me to say? That he came back from the dead. No, I can't easily believe in the it. The dead do not rise again.
1: There are mediums who say that they can take dictation from the spirit world. Have you experienced... And they take
0: the credit, no? Forgive me, but uh, such people work
1: for money. If the book of hell gets published, Mrs. Yanofsky, the money will come to you. Would you object to that? I would not personally
0: object, no. But that book will never be published. Oh?
1: You'd object on behalf of your husband?
0: (laughs) Why should I? Obviously, he is trying to get it published. Do you really believe that? I believe only that life is mysterious.
1: Why do you think the book of hell... It will
0: never be published. Because it is probably true.
2: I don't like the typeface, Pete. And the paper stock looks flimsy. (laughs) You get what you pay for, Gordon. You used to make better-looking books. And you used to have a better class of writers. You want to upgrade the materials? Fine. But I'll have to upgrade the price. And we both know I can't afford it. (laughs) Buckram binding. A thing of the past. Now it's paperbacks. Run off a newsprint. Hmm. We go back a long way, Pete. Yeah, sure do. My old man was your dad's printer. I, um... I hate asking for credit, Pete, but uh, I'm in a bit of a jam. Could you carry me for six months? Sure, Gordon. No sweat. All I need is one bestseller. Paperback rights in six figures. Maybe a film option. Yep. Just one blockbuster. Where are you going to find it, Gordon? Gordon. What do you want, Andy? Alinda just phoned from New York. Huh? Yeah? Not a single major publisher has been offered a Yanofsky manuscript in 12 years. What? How many people know about the Book of Hell? You and me and Linda. None of the secretaries? I don't think so. No letters, no calls. Where's the manuscript now? Did she leave it with you? Uh, no. I took it with her. Just ran out, flagged a cab and took her chances. Well, the minute she gets back, have a photocopy made. No, you better make it yourself. We can't take chances. Gordon, you sound as if you're going to buy it and you haven't even read it. Well, you haven't read it either. Why so superior? The notion of a real hell went out with the Flat Earth Society. Even the church calls it a figure of speech. We'd be the laughingstock of the scientific community. Weird religion makes lots of money, remember? Oh, I just don't follow you. You turn down a major work on the human condition and latch onto a hokey piece of pulp about hell. I have an open mind. You've got an open cash register. Is anybody in a position to sue us? What? Sue? Can anyone stand up in court and call the writer a liar? Call the whole thing a hoax? If that's all that matters to you. Now listen. Nobody's to find out about this book. No one. When Linda gets back tomorrow, it's not to be discussed in this office. Why the massive security? we will meet at my place or on a park bench if we have to, but not here. Yanofsky lived his whole life in secrecy. Enhanced his charisma, I and guess. secrecy, without the media messing things up, can buy us three months lead time. The Book of Hell just might be our salvation.
1: I keep telling you, Gordon, Yanofsky's wife doesn't want a contract. She's not a businesswoman.
2: A businesswoman, for God's sake. there a contradiction in terms. She's his executor, isn't she?
1: He didn't leave the book. It's just been written.
2: Oh, sure. Smuggled out of hell in a diplomatic pouch.
1: I can only tell you that's what Mrs. Yanofsky
2: believes. Well, that settles one thing. I don't have to pay any royalties. If there's no copyright, we could even rewrite the damn thing. What? Fake the fake. Not when you've read it, Gordon, you won't. I'm trying to get my hands on it. Where's Andy with that bloody Xerox?
1: He should be back any minute from the office.
2: I want to read it at home tonight.
1: If this is a fake, it may be harder to explain a hoax than... I mean, there, there are forces beyond...
2: Oh, I don't know what I mean. So I gather.
1: His wife made it all seem completely mysterious.
2: Am I getting you straight?
1: Oh, I need to get away from... To get some perspective.
2: All this documentary eyewitness stuff? You are trying to tell me there are pens and typewriters in hell, and paper that doesn't burn, and a post office? The post office, even you could believe. Yeah, probably the model for our mail service. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm trying
1: to say, Gordon, is that the usual marks of a fake are just not there. The Book of Hell isn't even a copy of Yanofsky's old style.
2: What about the detective stuff, the machine?
1: Sure, it's his old typewriter, but God knows who might have picked it up in a flea market. And the
2: handwriting.
1: How could a phony have forged it so meticulously? And why? Forgery is even less likely than... Oh,
2: come than... on, Linda. Feminine fantasy isn't going to solve oh, anything. Oh, So let's be logical. Either Yanofsky's is still alive...
1: I have told you, he died in his wife's arms.
2: Or he's dead, she says. Were there any witnesses?
1: I've seen the grave.
2: You didn't dig him up, though?
1: No, I didn't dig him up.
2: Then it's unproven as the Scots say. But as I started to say, either he's still alive or it's got to be a fake.
1: Gore! Oh, here he comes, like Roger Bannister. Andy, don't drop that briefcase.
2: (gasps) Look, I've been all around the park three times. Mm. Let's synchronize directions next time. Sure, sure, sure. Meanwhile, I just want to read the damn manuscript before I bet my life on it. You got the Xerox? Listen, I couldn't. Give me the
1: briefcase, Andy.
2: This is the original. Where's the copy, for God's sake? I'm trying to tell you. It won't Xerox. What are you talking about? I tried it on three different machines, and there's something weird. Uh, The sheets all come out blank.
1: Their knowledge of human anatomy is so complete that the worst tortures on earth cannot compare with the exquisite pain they inflict. That's enough.
2: Okay, Okay, play it back, Andy. That's bloody odd. Check the machine again. There's got to be an answer. Yeah, I'll test it again. One, two, three, Apple Baker Charlie... Testing. One, two, three, Apple Baker Charlie. Testing. The Book of Hell won't photograph. And it won't record. Where does that leave us? The ink could be a chemical gimmick. Wouldn't zero was your voice reading, Linda. Well, I didn't take either. Yeah.
1: So the mystery's in Yanovsky's words
2: there are uh, <laughs> more things in heaven and oh, earth say the scholarship here. professor
1: maybe if we try it again
2: we came all the way out to my place to read the book of hell so let's get on with it copies and no copies pick up where you left off linda
1: the use of microorganisms first to stimulate the frontal cortex of the brain then to frustrate neurohormonal responses sets up an alternating swing between hope and despair One group of microbes arouses expectation in the control center, while another renders the receptor muscles unable to comply. These positive and negative forces locked inside care no more about their battleground than ravaging armies on Earth. You are, I am, their Hiroshima. On my second day in Ward
2: 7... Go on. Hideous torture. Get yourself another whiskey. Go on, Linda.
1: On my second day in Ward 7, they began the injections. The first injection induced a high far beyond any I had ever experienced on Earth. It was as if I were being carried to the top of a demonic roller coaster and forced to look far below at the twisting track of terrors. The second injection plunged me down into an abyss. I thought frantically of escape, only to realize what a trap I was caught in. There was no escape from this insane cross wiring. I was my own torturer. Shall I go on?
2: Makes a crazy kind of sense, like a report from a madhouse. Take it on his own terms, if you can accept him. A day, for example, is his metaphor. Metaphors you play with in our world. Look, all he does is talk about physical suffering, mental suffering. Exactly. In hell, you don't have a body or a mind. For God's sake, you have a soul, a lost one. How do you know, Gordon?
1: You're getting awfully metaphysical.
2: Well, to come back down to earth, I know when I hear a stoned nut describing hell from his hacienda in Mexico. He's got one hell of an imagination, that's all. That is not all, Gordon. Dig deeper. If he's got a body and a mind, he's not dead. And the last time I heard, you had to be dead to go to hell. For what it's worth, he explains that. Well, I for one can't wait to hear it.
1: I was then confined in a small cubicle made of what appeared to be mirrors. Though I knew I was dead, the excruciating pain contradicted me. Yet, search as I might in the mirrors, there was nothing there. Thus, they drive home their most chilling lesson in damnation. If we do not exist, we must invent ourselves. With no body or mind left to torture, the soul must torture itself by recreating body and mind out of remembered fragments. I was to program my own inferno.
2: Good God. Well, he certainly lost his mind. Listen.
1: In effect, my soul was a monstrous cancer, continually creating within itself the means of my destruction. A lost soul is one that no longer controls its own circuitry. The signal apparatus has been taken over by the enemy which uses it to destroy me, to destroy you. The sensation is like spontaneous combustion.
2: Ah, I oh. should have taken it off the hook. Oh, let it ring. And you take a message, would you? And leave it off the hook? Yeah, okay, okay, I'll get it. Go on, Linda. Go on.
1: It is this control of the circuitry, this ability to send phantom signals to real bodies through their remembered images, like pins stuck in a doll that gives hell its power on Earth. Hell is not a place... But a system for disrupting the plans of God.
2: Gordon, that was the police. Our warehouse just went up in flames. You'll never get near it, Mr. McIntosh. Yes, Could you save anything? Oh, uh, what isn't already burnt'll be soaked. Uh, get that ladder out of there. Over to the right. My whole life's work. What a bloody mess.
1: At least we moved the office downtown. Didn't lose everything.
2: Well, what can we do without stock, without books to sell? Well, there's insurance, isn't there? Insurance.
1: Andy, that's hardly a consolation.
2: Don't push your luck, Andy. I've been pushing mine. Reader in the other way. Let's go. Captain. Yes, Mr. McIntosh. Anything I can do for you? Any idea what started it? Well, a little early to tell. uh... Faulty wiring, maybe. No way. Completely rewired last year. Mm. Any
1: sign of arson, Captain?
2: Not so far, but that's unofficial. There has to be a cause. Uh, Books, you know, uh, soak up moisture. Uh, Then heat sometimes. uh, Could have been spontaneous combustion, uh, an act of God.
1: Gordon, you still want to go ahead with the Book of Hell? I
2: don't know. What else have we got to push? Half a dozen books in the fall list that just might... Ease us gracefully downhill to bankruptcy. Why should we give up on the one sensational manuscript that might get us back in the race? You still think the warehouse fire
1: was a coincidence?
2: Linda, you are a lovely lady, an intelligent person, and a great editor. In that order? But you will never make me believe in ghosts.
1: Gordon, you're beginning to protest too much.
2: Extrasensory perception might be okay if we completely explored the five senses we already know
1: about. You need a license to For preach God in this sake, park. God's Don't you know?
2: try to convert me to diabolism. Well, obviously, the Book of Hell didn't do that. Not what I've heard so far. I'm the only one who never gets to read it through. Where is it now? Locked in my office. Well, let's keep it there. So long as I'm legally clear as publisher, I don't give a damn who wrote it or where it came from. We sort of gathered that. Production like this has to be played very carefully, hmm. kept under heavy wraps at just the right moments, and published with all the hype we can muster and what about the cold hard looks in retrospect backlash
1: or maybe just knowing grins all over the media
2: by that time we'll be heavily into foreign sales translations film rights all bundle laughing all the way to the bank by then even the fire will seem like a godsend like a brilliant publicity stunt gordon ever heard of hubris hubris is contempt for god professor i am prepared to show a little contempt for the devil that's all
1: very daring gordon But how are you going to print a facsimile of the Book of Hell if it won't photograph?
2: That reminds me. Got to get back to the office and talk to Pete. He'll have to set the whole manuscript in type. When it's finally on press, I just hope it'll print. Sure, Gordon. I don't see why not. If you got trouble getting photostats, we could set Linotype and run it off letterpress. I just have to work out the costs. Right, hold on a sec. Hey, Bill! What's that carton doing on the conveyor belt? It'll wreck the whole run.
1: You guys want to go somewhere for a cup of coffee?
2: Oh, I hate chicory. And I hate funerals.
1: You didn't have to go to his funeral, did you?
2: I felt responsible somehow.
1: You? What about me? The Book of Hell hadn't been sent to me in the well, first cut place. I've
2: out, both of you, it's nobody's fault. These things happen. Something just comes up with your number on it. So, what do we do now? Well, uh, we can get another printer. It's just a matter of booking press time.
1: Not if word of the book gets out. No one would touch it with a ten-foot pole. They'd say it was jinxed.
2: Oh, I hate to rub it in, but I was against it from the start. Come on, Andy. You blew hot and cold the whole time. Yeah, I was skeptical at first, sure, but when drastic things began to Where happen. Where is I... the book of hell? Is it still locked up in your office, Linda?
1: It's in my briefcase. Gordon, I if want
2: you... to see it.
1: Gordon, please. I've got Let...
2: to make the decision back at the office. I haven't had the damn book in my hands yet.
1: guest, Gordon. The Book of Hell by A.J. Yanofsky.
2: Thanks. Now, let's see what a monstrous fake feels like. Yeah. <laughs> There's some sort of... sort of... smell. Musty... Good luck,
1: Yanofsky.
2: Because his book was destroyed?
1: Because Yanofsky dared to write it. Can you imagine the ghastly things they'll do to him now?
2: Linda. We've both read the book of hell. We're the only ones who know what will they do to us? You have just heard The Book of Hell by Maver Moore. Featured in tonight's cast were Bud Knapp as Gordon, Nani Griffin as Linda, and Patrick Young as Andy, with Lynn Deregon as Mrs. Yanofsky, Hugh Webster as Pete, and Alan DeRamus as the fireman and the waiter. Our recording engineer is John Jessup, with sound effects by Bill Robinson. Our production assistant is Nina Callahan, and the series...